to size 15 men's like i have the curse of the bigfoot it's awful oh my god 13. that's a size 14 here <laughs> i've never seen shoes that big i, I struggle 13. to find size 11s for my partner yeah struggle. i have to buy my shoes online from nike's website and they get shipped to me and they're expensive <laughs> Really to be fair, I'm the, I'm the same way because I'm a size two, so it goes the other way around. I can never find shoes uh, my size. Wait, you're a size two? Yeah, I fall but... over. They're disproportionate. <laughs> okay, I don't so like the stun for... side. <laughs> I was about to say, oh. Look at the, what about this freak over here? What about me? <laughs> This is Caleb Boudreaux, the editor-in-chief of AnExtraordinaryLife.online, and today I have with me Perry. Hi, I'm Perry, or Pericaril, a Twitch streamer. And Ryan. Hi, I'm Ryan, or Release Radar on YouTube. And today is our first, um, our first podcast under the Joystick Junkies um, branding. Uh, don't listen to the bottom left of the screen down there. It is not joystick jockeys. Um, <laughs> I did an oopsie. and um, But yeah, so over the course of the next two or three weeks, just to kind of get it out of the way, um, we are going to be cross-publishing this between This Extraordinary Life and Joystick Junkies on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And after the two or three weeks, we'll go exclusively to the Joystick Junkies. And yeah. So you can follow us there and on YouTube. So um, this is now the second time that we tried to record this because um, <laughs> the the miss, you know, the wrong word down there wasn't the only oopsie that I've made today. Um, so Are we were we sure? talking. Everything's recording, by the way. Is everything good? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm recording both things on this end. So okay. I think we're good. But, you know, I've, I've done stupider things. But we're not going to talk about that. Uh, so we were talking about um, the Resident Evil 4 remakes chainsaw demo and how it just spectacularly captures the tension of fighting um, like insurmountable odds to survive as long as you can. And um, how it wasn't necessarily a horror game. It was like that survival horror like it's it's the beginning of resident evils dip dipping their foot into the action adventure action horror genre mm. um so it's not as like action oriented as five and six but it's it's kind of like think eight like eight had some horror elements but it was it has more emphasis on the action and yeah definitely yeah so, um, but it the demo is absolutely fantastic. And uh, Ryan, what were you saying about uh, Half-Life 2 and how it's kind of like similar? Yeah, so <clears throat> the problem that I'm having with Half-Life 2 at the moment is there's a, there's a point in the game where like a Strider is supposed to blow a hole in the wall and let you through. But the Strider isn't spawning for me. And I'm playing this in VR as well. So like it's even more intense because like when I have to reload, I have to like reload everything myself. And I didn't so know they had VR for Half-Life 2. 
it's a mod on Steam and it's completely free. So if you have Half-Life 2, you really? can download Half-Life 2 VR and you can play the entire game in VR and it is so much fun. But I'm at the the most action-packed part of the game where there's like a bunch of like big like mini bosses you have to fight with like rocket launchers to blow them up. And yeah. then there's one that's supposed to spawn to blow a hole in the wall in the specific point to let you keep going and progress through the mission. But that's not mm -hmm. happening. And so the last time I played Half-Life 2 may have been like 2013 because the game's been out for a long time. So I haven't played the game in like a decade. And I didn't remember that. So I was like running around in circles and I kept getting pissed off because like I, I don't know where to go. It only leads here and there's nowhere to go from here. There's no other doors. And so I looked it up and this guy who's doing like a how to play the game is like, then a strider will blow a hole in the wall. I'm like, well, that's just not happening. I'm literally fighting an endless horde of the combine soldiers. They just keep spawning and I'm in, I'm in VR and I kill all of them. And then I just see one materialize right in front of me. I have to panic and like aim my gun and try to hit them. And like, and they, they have high ground on me as well. And it's just exhausting. Cause like, I'm just in saying, VR, that sounds like a fun stream to watch. Yeah. To have like, <laughs> So like a camera on the outside plus what you're seeing. Yeah. Just to see your reaction and just go. Like, <gasps> well, like I'm just I'm just trying to finish the game. And the problem is to fix this, like if if you're bugged, you have to probably restart the mission. Like in Modern Warfare 2's campaign, there was a specific sequence that was supposed to happen with the uh the mission where you're driving like the cars, like the high speed, like car chase or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And there one. there was a, a certain trigger that was supposed to happen to like stop that level it never happened for me so i was just infinitely driving around in circles the first time i played the mission and it's so the fast the and furious simulator <laughs> and oh so the solution God. is to just restart the mission but the problem is now i have to fight all the bosses again in vr oh <laughs> so my God. i just i'm what dreading is, restarting the mission but i have what to. is vr action like because vr horror is like just insane i can't even get through the menu screens and i <laughs> I, I stream and i play horror games but just in vr it's a totally different experience does I, action also feel like that yeah no action is like amplified because like in let's say like call of duty you press a button to reload and your character reloads and never messes up if you have to reload you might miss you might try <laughs> to put the thing and miss right so you have to have like accuracy and then you have to know like you, so you reach over your shoulder to grab a new clip, you put it in the gun and then you have to know where on that gun you chamber the next round. So is it the back of the gun? Is it on the side of the gun? And like when you're being shot at, you're like fumbling around like, and when you have to crouch, like you actually have to like get down, like you have to take cover. Oh, that's so, on the knees. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's a workout, but it's fun. <laughs> and so, uh, but it's just, it's exhausting. And I like action in VR and I love VR. I'm actually doing a video on it on my channel soon. I've been working on it where I played VR exclusively for a week. I didn't touch my PC or my Steam Deck or anything else. Like mm. I only played VR. But uh, there's just not a lot of good games for VR, which is frustrating to me. I'm yeah. very passionate about it because I do think it is the next step in gaming and PSVR 2 is going to help, but PSVR 2 is only going to help the PlayStation side of VR. It's not going to help PC VR because they're going to make everything Grand Gran Turismo 7 on PSVR looks just... I thought that game was bad because when it came out, it was horribly, horribly reviewed for like some sort of microtransactions or like so something. Like it's the, the, uh, the career mode is always online. Mm. So if you, if you don't have internet for any specific reason and you wanted to play that game, well, you can free roam. Uh, not free roam, but like um, pick a track, you know, 
make you a little custom race, that's fine, but you can't work on your career progression. Yeah, that's incredibly player, annoying. Yeah, single oh, player should is, be able to be played offline. As soon as they take the servers off, offline, that's it. Huh. <laughs> but PSVR 2, it, it has the entire game completely in VR. So um, for my birthday this year, I planned on investing as like a gift to myself in like steering wheel pedals um, and like an actual rig to mount it all in. Nice. Um, because I love racing games. Like that's, that's my calm, like sit down, drive. Even though I drive for work for some reason, <laughs> mm. like racing games kind of like do it for me. They're like my little relaxing thing. So I wanted to do that. And then um, if I get really into it, I'm, I was thinking about maybe getting a PSVR chew for um for myself for christmas and just experiencing the game as a whole in vr because as somebody's passing oh yeah Yeah. as somebody's passing you on the side you just look over yeah yeah and like you can play with other um like you can play with friends who don't have it on vr and they they won't know a difference they might know a difference (laughs) Well, so yeah. you can do the same thing with Minecraft. If you have Minecraft Java Edition, there's a mod for Minecraft Java Edition called Vivecraft, and you can play Minecraft in VR with people who are playing it like on the desktop version. And Is I, it like the I really first want person to. Thing? Yeah, it's like first person Minecraft. Like when you're mining, you actually like have to smack the rock with a pickaxe like manually. That's so cool. Oh, that sounds Perry. so fun. I think I know your next investment after your computer. <laughs> yeah. A VR headset. A VR headset, and then add add the tins unit to to your pickaxe arm. Do you know that what? Way I, in the middle. Do you know what? I have plans to do uh like um like a sort of the beat saber oh. just dance maybe, but I don't know about just dance on Twitch, but but a beat saber thing and get two tens units on either arm. So I miss so the, the blocks. Oh. <laughs> but that's a great want. idea as well. Yeah, no, I, I'm awesome. looking for people to play Minecraft VR with because I almost played like, my buddy Kyle, who also does the podcast with us, has a VR headset. He's the one who got me in the VR. Mm. And I think it would be fun to just like get a group of friends together and just play Minecraft in VR and see how far we can get. <laughs> I, I, think, yeah. I think parents definitely <laughs> down do for this. that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> VR is so such a funny thing because um Everyone, from what I've seen, no one really is that eager to try it. Maybe maybe it's different now, but back when I got the Oculus for the first time, no one was really that eager to try it in my group, especially not older adults like uh, like my parents and things like that. They, they weren't interested until they put it on. And mm-hmm. then everyone, mm-hmm. I've never heard, I have, a, I have a lifelong friend who's always very stoic and very masculine. Uh, and he, I'd never heard him make that noise. It was this like fluttery giggle of wonder. It was fantastic. <laughs> and everyone, Those everyone makes that noise. Yeah. It's because it's just, it's like nothing else. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look really stupid with the thing strapped to your face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that might be why they're just like, I don't want to try this. You look like a dumbass with yeah. this box strapped to your head. But Especially like, in super hot. It's super hot. <laughs> Time only moves when you move, so you're, you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Now, it's super hot VR is difficult, too, because like if you if you mess up, you get kicked all the way back to the beginning. Yep. Mm. I have uh, a friend who 
looks amazing when she plays Beat Saber. She's like all dancey and she does it properly like the girls in the ads. And I'm really good at Beat Saber. Like I'm not even gonna, <laughs> I'm fucking amazing at Beat Saber. But when I do it, because I'm really going for it, I look ridiculous. I look like a spider on a hot plate. And I, I'm just <laughs> jealous because I wish I was as sexy as her. But you know, I, I'd rather get a high score <laughs> to be honest. And then I just don't play Beat Saber. I'm so bad at it. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I've heard that it's great exercise. It's also yeah. just a lot of fun. Like I have a neighbor who has kids and sometimes they come down and bother me because I've got all the fancy stuff and they want to <laughs> play VR. And it's really the one thing that I don't like about VR is that the uh, the headsets, there's like if you wear glasses, for example, if you try to put on a headset, you have to get like an extension so your glasses can fit and you can still yeah. see the lenses. Because my neighbor, she wears glasses, and so she wants to play. She can't see because I don't have to wear glasses. So I personally, I, I never bought that extension because my mm. eyes work for now. See, what's, you know? neat, neat, what's neat about the PSVR 2 is that it has like that the like eye a tracking. knob that will like extend it for you, and it'll bring it out just slightly. That way you can have glasses on. Oh, that's yeah. clever. Yeah. But they also, like you were saying, Ryan, they do also have the eye tracking. Yeah, so the PSVR like it only renders what you're looking so at, or like crazy. it renders everything. Yeah, but it it only renders what your eye is looking at in full resolution. Everything else is like, imagine like 4K where you're looking, and then Boca. seven like 1080 everywhere mm -hmm. else. Interesting. Oh, so like um, Linus from Linus Tech Tips, that wonderful, wonderful naive. I don't man. want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> um he uh he was doing like a showcase of it and so he would look at something on the screen and he was he was like okay if it's so great and you can definitely tell the difference what am i looking at right now and like all three times that they did that they were able to spot like hey you're looking at this thing oh, right here and he's like no life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cool because that's kind of like how your eyes work in real life. You know, you're focused on what you're focused on and you can see the rest of it, but it's not as clear in vision as what yeah. you're directly looking at. And so I think it's really smart because like to what Caleb was saying, like on a flat screen, people who are watching you play the game can see exactly where you're looking at because everything around that one center point is a little bit more blurry. But that's really smart for VR because you don't have to render everything in super high resolution all the time in case you might look over at it, right? Yeah. But I just, I wish VR had more games because that's the thing. Like, we're not at Ready Player One levels, but like, if you knew what the, uh, what was the Nintendo VR headset that they tried to come out with in like the 80s that was <sighs> oh, the Virtual uh, Boy? Virtual yeah. Boy. Yeah. And it was so bad. Like, we're, we're, we have the technology, we're here, we have VR. Yeah. But nobody's buying it and it because nobody's buying it, developers aren't making price, games. Though. Yeah, they can't <laughs> invest in it. Exactly. And nobody's buying it because there's no games and there's no games because nobody's buying like it makes me so mad. Yeah, like take take the PSVR 2 or even like um the the reason why I think the Quest 2 um like took off as quickly as it did is because that's all you had to buy. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to have a $1,500 computer. You didn't have to buy a four or $500 PlayStation, like you you just had to buy the headset to be mm. able to experience it. So, and I think that's most people's barrier to, barrier to entry now because if you do buy a Quest 2, you have to literally just sit there and sign up for a Facebook account 
And if you get Facebook, (laughs) pretty much, because if you get banned from Facebook, your headset's bricked. Really? I didn't know that. Like, what if you just make a different account? What if you sign in with a different account? So, like, you can probably do that, but then that's ban evading. (gasps) But but you paid for the product. Yeah, but it has to be linked to an account. Okay, well, that's not that's not necessarily true. But you you can't play your games. But no, you can plug it into a computer and then just do PC VR with that headset. If you okay, but I'm saying like general people who don't have a PC. Yeah. You 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 just have, you know, e-waste now. Well, you could you could reset it and then at least sell it on. Well, you couldn't sell it. I was going to say Facebook Marketplace, but no, that wouldn't work. You can sell it on Craigslist. You can sell it on eBay. uh, let me log into uh, Facebook where I'm banned and just, you know, sell a... Get your dad to sell it for you. That's not ban evading, is it? Like... <laughs> um... Oh, oh wait. I forgot to say. Uh, so one of the neatest things about... Um, uh, we just got on a wild tangent. Now I'm going back to Resident <laughs> Evil. But uh, one of the coolest things about the uh, the demo is there's actually a secret weapon in it. But you can't like the way to get to it is weird. So uh, whenever my friend told me about it, he said he found it on YouTube. Um, so I'm not exactly sure who was the original like finder of it. Um, basically, whenever you go to the the gate just before the village where the majority of the fighting in the demo uh, takes place, you have to em- empty your inventory, get rid of your knife. Get rid of your gun, all of your health, all of your ammo, everything. And if you do that, there is a well on the right side of the map. And it opens up, but only if you empty your inventory before you walk into the thing. Hmm. And there's a submachine gun with 150 rounds or something like that. Or no. It's 50 and you get basic. It's a lot of ammo for the submachine gun. And um, it allows it makes it so much easier. And whenever you beat the demo with that gun, you um, you're you're able to keep it for for like subsequent playthroughs. Hmm. But unless you dump your inventory again, you're only stuck with the 50 rounds that are in the magazine. So. It's like, okay, so do I dump it again or do I try it with the extra gun just with a lot less ammo, mm. you know? But it's interesting because, like, you're, you're playing a demo for a game that comes out in now less than two weeks. You wouldn't expect there to be, like, some secret thing. Like, you would expect content to be locked away because, you know, it's not the main game. But you wouldn't expect, like, a secret that's fully accessible to the public if you find out how to get to it. Mm. that's cool though like like how do you guys think that people like that find stuff like that like who just thinks like hey i'm gonna play this survival horror game where i'm supposed to fight for my life and i'm just gonna empty my inventory i mean there are people who like would i mean we keep circling back to eldering but there are people who (laughs) like specifically try to challenge themselves and do like naked runs right so it could be something like that fair just yeah I wonder if it's uh if it comes from leaks potentially if a developer says oh try this or like maybe it's files maybe 
like game files. Oh, yeah, they see it, it in could game have been files. something like a PC where they they just uh, dug through the files. Yeah, I mean that's how we discovered the upcoming Source Two update for CS:GO because people oh, dug nice. through the driver oh, update and found CS:GO Two. <laughs> yeah, but see, I've I've heard rumors that it's a completely different game. It's not CS:GO. It's just a new Counter Strike completely. I thought it was. See, I think because there's so much money wrapped in the skin economy for Counter Strike Go, I don't think they would just make a new one and split the player base. I think it's going to be a, a Source Two they? update. If they're if they're already bringing in, so they're bringing in esports competitors to mm-hmm. test the game and like make it perfectly. So like if if they're going to that extent, why not make a whole new economy? Why not make Half-Life 3 instead of CSGO 2? Because Just there's money in it. There's, there's you know how much money Valve would make if they released Half-Life 3? I'm sorry. It has been like 15 years. What happens? Okay, but can you can you do e- can you get esports from Half-Life 3? You would break the internet with Half-Life 3. Fair, and not like Kim Kardashian break the, like actually break the internet. Like people like, would lose their mind. you're done playing it though. Like um, ten years from now, like because what CS:GO came out in like the early two thousands. Mm. Uh, yeah, CS Source was like two thousands, and then Counter Strike uh, Go was like two thousand twelve. I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna pull up Steam right now. I don't think it was two thousand twelve. I think it might have been, but like for for it to stand the test of time and yeah, that does be seem out- pretty recent. August twenty first, two thousand twelve. I was right. Amazing. What? Yeah, CS:GO <laughs> came out in 2012, but there was Counter Strike Source before that was, which was basically the same thing. So mm. how how did a game that came out in 2012 not have ADS? It does have ADS. It's only ADS on specific guns, though. Like you can only scope if you have a scopes. scope. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like well, that, no that's, weapon customization. That's the point, though. It's like an arcade shooter, right? It's like Halo. You don't ADS every gun in Halo. Yeah. Like, uh, Try to aim down the assault rifle. You have a giant True. triangle that counts your ammo in front of your face. You're not going to be able to see anything through that. True, but like, okay, but look at Valorant. They've been able to do it. You're not even supposed to aim down sight in Valorant, though, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, really? most people don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's worse. Huh. Yeah, I have a friend. Uh, her She streams under Juvlia, and she uh, she plays Valorant, and she does aim trainers through aim lab, like, religiously, before she gets on. And I've watched her streams a couple of times. She never aims down sights unless it's like a really long peak. But what most people do, like they peek around the corner, take a couple shots, go back, peek around the corner, take a couple shots, go back. But they don't ADS because like during the time it takes you to aim down sights, if the other person's good at hit firing and aiming, you're you're dead. You lose. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's why I suck so much at that game. <laughs> I just yes, don't play it. That, that's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Amber constantly makes fun of me. Because uh, Ryan, uh, me, Ryan, and Kyle all play Call of Duty. Actually, yeah, last week when we were recording, um, I was in the call and we were wait- waiting on Kyle because Kyle was still in the match. Because <laughs> I-, I left the match early to join the <laughs> the call. That's funny. And Kyle's just sitting there finishing. And anytime I'm like, uh, oh, I'm talking to Kyle. Oh, so how many times did you die already? <sighs> It's so funny. Not that many. No, Caleb, you can tell me. 
Yeah, like, I know you die a is, lot in that game. With, you like, suck at that game. <laughs> well, with Call of Duty, everybody gets so mad every time that, and it's literally every single person who plays the game. And like Kyle personally gives me a lot of crap for like complaining too much, but then he dies and goes, "That person's hacking. There's no way he saw me." I'm like, God, look up. They have a UAV. What do you mean? <laughs> like, he's like, Ryan, you complain too much. He's hacking. He's cheating. <laughs> See, the only time I've ever gotten, like, really mad at Call of Duty was, I think it was with you and Kyle. Ooh, I think or I- it was with my little cousin and Kyle. I was just already having a crappy day. That doesn't help at all. They, uh, they were basically just sitting in the same position, just covering. Like, you couldn't go to that side of the map mm-hmm. without getting shot because they already they were already aiming down sights watching all of the entry points mm. so like it's team deathmatch you still have to go and kill them but like how are you supposed to take on all of that with yeah. whenever they're like all working as a team fortifying the area like and it was just i i, I just basically look i'm done with this alt f4 just <laughs> like because I'm, I'm like i'm gonna get mad and like I, I really don't feel like getting mad at a video game so it's like yeah. yeah, I think the the cause for me when I get mad at games is when I'm I'm not playing as well as I know I can, right? If that makes any sense. Like, I mm. know I can do better, but, like, maybe I'm getting too cocky or maybe I'm just, you know, I'm trying to not use flashbangs in COD, and if you don't use flashbangs, you get flashed 24-7 and it, you lose because the screen goes bright white and you can't see anything. But um, I still think Modern Warfare 2 needs a dark mode toggle for the flashbangs because every when I'm playing at three in the morning and here comes bright white on my screen, <laughs> oh. it hurts. Like, oh, and I got these glasses. I look really stupid wearing them, but they're like blue light filter glasses, but they make me look so dumb. I have. So whenever I used to work at GameStop, um, it was right after Far Cry 5 came out. Okay. So Gunner was really was getting really po- uh, popular at the time. And they released. Oh no! Far Cry Five Special Edition. You know, <laughs> you like, like <laughs> you got the that Joseph Seed glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime I'm wearing my contacts and I'm on my computer, weirdly it suits you. Oh yeah, you can pull yeah, them off. Yeah, you do pull it off. You might look like a cult leader, but you could pull them off. <laughs> yeah, Jared Leto, very sexy. Yeah. Probably a cult leader, allegedly. Allegedly, really, but <laughs> I have not you know, heard of that Ezra Miller. Thing. Definitely a um, cult leader, not even allegedly anymore. I said on stream one time that I love Ezra Miller, and then all of my chat proceeded to ruin him for me forever. Dude, I, I saw this one stream where somebody's like, "Yeah, dude, I love Kanye. What has he been doing recently?" Oh, and the no. entire <laughs> chat's just like, "Just you oh, wait." Oh, <laughs> and you can see this guy like, "Oh man, I haven't heard about Kanye in so long." They look him up. He's like, "He said what?" <laughs> Oh god. Oh, People still great. are defending Kanye though and I have no idea why. <sighs> yeah, I just I I never really paid much attention. He had one he song that medicine. never left my head in the early 2000s and that was Heartless because it was just so catchy. Mm. But then yeah. I just kind of forgot. He like fell out of popularity and then pulled the whole stunt and you know, I I don't want to get too into it, but I just don't understand. I don't get it. See for me it was uh it was Runaway. I haven't um, heard that song. Like the chorus goes like this one's for the douchebags, this one's for the assholes. And like it's it's basically like a hey, remember everyone, go you know, go fuck yourself. Like mm. 
it's it's a really interesting song i think it's off the same album actually um but yeah so speaking of call of duty there has been some news in the uh the microsoft merger Mm. and it doesn't exactly paint sony in the best of lights (laughs) Oh, Ryan knows what I'm about to say. (laughs) So according to Lulu Chang Maservi, who is the CCO of Activision, uh, Microsoft offered Sony, which in her words is the dominant console leader for well over a decade with 80% market share. Microsoft offered them a 10 year agreement on far better terms than Sony would have ever gotten from Activision should they stayed independent. But they keep refusing. According to a quote from him, um, swiftly detecting any diversions from and ensuring compliance with a commitment as to technical or graphical quality would be challenging. For example, Microsoft might release a PlayStation version of Call of Duty where bugs and errors only emerge on the game's final level or after later updates. Even if such degradations could be swiftly detected, any remedy would likely come too late, by which time the gaming community would have lost confidence in PlayStation as a go-to venue to play Call of Duty. <laughs> Indeed, as Modern Warfare 2 attests, Call of Duty is often is most often purchased in the just the first few weeks of release. It if it became known as that the game's performance on PlayStation was worse than on Xbox, Call of Duty gamers would decide to switch to Xbox for fear of playing their favorite game at a second class or less competitive venue. Uh, she continues by saying the CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment answered that question in Brussels. In his own words, I don't want a new Call of Duty deal. I just want to block your merger. I think that the claim that uh, Microsoft would release a less a lesser version of the game after signing a contract with them claiming that it would be content parity would be a breach of that contract and Microsoft could get sued for that. So they would not do that because that no, would be they, a direct violation yeah. of the contract that they would sign with Sony. So this like you'll you'll just break it on our platform like no, that would be illegal. They would not be following their contract guidelines. So I just don't understand the train of thought. It's just basically Sony's jealous that Microsoft has the money to acquire a big game while Sony has God of War. Behind you, I see God of War, Days Gone, and that's just two. And there's The Last of Us, Uncharted, Spider-Man, Bloodborne. Like, they have so many big franchises, Death Stranding, and they, they don't want Microsoft to have a W. But Microsoft doesn't really have a big thing that like Starfield is going to be their big thing, but Starfield's not out yet. And Halo was their big thing, but three, four, three ran Halo into the ground. So I just let Microsoft have it. It's no big deal. I find it funny that right after they announced the merger, Sony was like, Oh, so you, you want to play? Okay. Okay. Um, so we're going to buy Bungie. Um, and you know, the, the people who made your, you know, fan favorite halo. Yeah. Well, they're ours now (laughs) as if that was gonna, you know, turn the tide in the fight. 
Yeah, and let's just uh, click Steam. Let's type in Destiny 2 Lightfall. Let's see how that's doing real quick. Uh, Destiny <laughs> 2 Lightfall. $50 expand. Ooh, mostly negative. Wow, Sony. Good acquisition. Oh, wow, to get that on Steam, that's quite intense. <laughs> yeah, it, I literally see just a flood of thumbs down scrolling through this. Oh, no. What did they say? What's the consensus? Uh, So Lightfall was supposed to be, and I'm not a huge Destiny 2 fan, but it was supposed to be just like a huge... um like story conclusion to destiny two it was mm. supposed to wrap up a lot of loose ends but it left more questions unanswered supposedly I mean, at the end of it take out the uh the last time they tried to make a story <laughs> the, the, i heard the witch queen was good but then lightfall was bad i, I don't there's been so many expansions to destiny two I, I don't keep up with it i don't play the game well it, it just seems like the more expansions they have, they they take out older content. That's true. You can't even so like play the, the original story, story anymore. It's just yeah, gone. Like I have I have the collector's edition strategy guide right here, and it's worthless because none of those quests actually exist anymore. Yeah. Which I think is stupid. And I think their reasoning is like they're worried about people like they're worried about the community splitting off and playing other things. But like you made the single player campaign for Destiny 2, the one that I played when the game launched back in 2017, doesn't even exist anymore. You can't yeah. play that anymore. There are people who spent years of their life working on that project and it's gone. The game still exists, mm -hmm. but the content they made is not there anymore. And you're like, kind of, I. You're, sorry. Uh, go, you're, you're go blocking ahead. off uh, new players from joining as well. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, if you join, like, at what's supposed to be the last chapter, and you're just like, okay, I before I play Lightfall, I want to play the game to see how we got here. You yeah. can't. No, and it's really confusing because the tutorial leads you into the story <laughs> that is not there, and you're just sort of left running around like, oh my god, where do I go from here? And it's completely yeah, overwhelming. And but I guess what they're trying to do, like you say, is not split up the the player base and also create some sort of dedicated, intimate community. But I just don't know if that's working. I feel it's like not. it's trailing off. See, yeah. I think the Division 2 kind of did it better because you you can still play the entire thing. You you kind of actually have to unless you buy the expansion from the jump. Because if you buy Warlords of New York from the jump, um, you get a level 30 character like right off the bat. But you can always create a new character and start from the beginning or use that level 30 character and start from the beginning because you know um you still have to do all of the stuff in washington like it's it's still not completed you know mm. so I, I think they did it best because they kind of gave players that option it wasn't taken from them you know yeah yeah do the enemy levels scale up to level 30 like they're not just steamrolling yeah. over a bunch of level ones yeah no and every single time so like um like uh the last time you and i played i think we were like a level or two apart mm -hmm. and so they they pseudo level you up um to match me even if i'm in your game um they level you up to match me and level the, the enemies up to match me as well that way I'm not steamrolling over everyone, but it's still like tense, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, Borderlands 3 does something kind of similar where like I played it with my brother and then also another friend and my other friend was on more often than my brother was. 
And so I beat the uh, the game with my friend. And then my brother gets on and he's mad at me because like all of a sudden I'm level like 28 and he's still level like 14. He's mm-hmm. like, but dude, you're just going to kill everything so fast. But they have this thing called there's cooperation and coopetition. And so coopetition is like the older version of Borderlands, like where you open a chest and the loot's there for everybody and you just first come first serve. Oh, yeah, yeah. But oh, cooperation no. is you open the chest for you and then your brother can also open the chest for him. And the enemy levels, they're scaled. Like if you're level 30, for you, the enemies are level 30. But for him, they're level two or whatever That's level great. he's at. And it's that really cool. Interesting. Yeah. And I wonder it's how like, they did that. Well, it's like client side for the enemies, but everything else is server side. If that makes sense. All right. I think yeah. that's how they did it. Mm-hmm. But basically, like, if you're level 30, you will have level 30 enemies. And if he's level two, that same enemy will be level two. And the damage values and multiplayer or multipliers will be scaled for, like, each of your respective levels, which is really freaking cool. Because, yeah. like, when I wanted to play Borderlands 2 with my brother, if I got ahead, um, I would have to create a new character to catch up with him. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a that's a problem in so many games. Like even even Valorant, right? Because the the way they matchmaking, of course, you it's online, so you have to kind of adjust everything. But I guess they've realized that it's just not fun if you're arguing. If you're arguing with the people <laughs> around you, it kind of ruins the experience. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I was so relieved in Minecraft Dungeons when I when I played that with my friend because they have that that chess system mm-hmm. as well, where everything is for I need to finish that. each other. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I played Minecraft Dungeons and then realized, like, hmm, maybe I like this style of game. And then I played Diablo 3 for the first time. I'm like, okay, maybe I really like this style of game. Diablo 4 is coming out soon. What yeah, do you that's, think? The that's open beta is on the 17th, I think. Yeah, I, uh, I'm skeptical because if, you, if you've paid attention to what happened between 3 and 4 was, do you guys not have phones? Diablo yeah, Immortal. Like, <laughs> like, oh, Diablo Immortal. Why don't you have a cell phone, Ryan? Is this oh why I can't God. get in touch with you most of the time? Yeah, no, I just, this thing right here, this is just like a, it's a paaperweight. There's totally, there's no phone here at all. <laughs> I believe that actually. Yeah, Don't see, put this it down, is just it also doubles up as a torch. I mean, like, somebody breaks into my apartment or something, I'll just throw this at them. There's no technology <laughs> here. Oh hey, yeet. Oh, I was like, God. oh, thanks for the phone. They just run off. <laughs> don't see, I don't even have to break anything now. I just have something that's worth a grand. Yeah. Uh, dude, don't even get me started on phone prices. When Apple put the 1000 price tag on a phone, I'm just like, uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> everything followed And now it. everything followed very that. Close after. Yeah, and you know what I don't have on my phone? Oh, let, let me just plug my headphones in real... Oh. <laughs> I don't have, there's no aux port on this. Makes me so mad. That is incredibly annoying. Yeah, well, uh, they want you to go out and buy the AirPods. So, you know, you don't need an aux cable on your uh, iPhone if you have AirPods. To go I invest was in this yeah, I was definitely one of the ones that ha- went out and bought AirPods. But have you have an Apple defense, Watch on your wrist? Yeah, as I as I have an <laughs> Apple Watch. So it's funny. I I love Apple products. I have an iPhone, Apple Watch, AirPods Pro, and an iPad Air two. It's a very old one. Um, I refuse to buy a Mac. I just no. Why do you stop there? Um, because like okay like $1,500 for a Mac, right? Mm. Can't play games on it. Or if you do, it's very limited. Mm. Um, and you have to buy like, I, so I um, I use for, 
because I used to be a professional photographer. Um, I use Adobe CS6. So the last version that they did before they went live service, if I were to switch ecosystems to a Mac, then I can't use any of that software anymore. Mm. So all of that's out the window, you know, and for the same amount that you're buying an Apple workstation, you can build one, you know, perfectly fine and just, you know, it be comparable to something that Apple would charge more for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be, just think of the, the, the monitor stand. $1,000 monitor monitor stand stand. or $500. (laughs) It was either $500 or $1,000 for four wheels. Yeah, it was $600, I think, for the wheels for the bottom of the the Mac. Just four wheels. So they're making about 590 pound profit from that then. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh my God. They better be adamantium wheels. Like... (laughs) They better never break. If they rust, I want my money back. Like, even if it's just a spec for that price for four wheels, like, really? I'd want them to vibrate and glow in the dark and all of that Glow in the dark, yeah. (laughs) I don't think I'd want my wheels on my computer to vibrate. That would be a little weird. Like, the computer would just slowly, like, roll away from you. (laughs) Yeah. But like you know when you're playing a game and the controller vibrates, imagine <laughs> yeah. if your whole computer shook. No, like I've I've been playing like uh, racing games and I set the controller down on my desk after like and it's rumbling and you can hear the zzz and it's just like <laughs> yeah, but it's so crazy. Like five hundred dollars, this cost five hundred dollars, and this is like a whole. So I can buy a guitar or wheels for my Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, what do you even need the wheels for? So, so the Mac Pro heavy. is like this big, heavy, like I hefty see. boy. So mm. like for if you want it on the floor and you have to move it because your desk isn't big enough, just wheel it out of the way. I got you. Interesting. Or just go down to Home Depot, buy some wheels with the same threading. Oh yeah, buy a buy a two by four, drill some holes in it, put the wheels in it. <laughs> or <laughs> just or just do that. Just set it on a piece of And two then you could use it for more wheels. than just the Mac and it costs like maybe a uh one forty eighth the price or something like that. <laughs> right. No, it just it blows this. my mind. You can't be saying this, we're gonna get sued by Apple. <laughs> I got blocked by Apple on Twitter, actually. What? So what did you do? I forgot about this. So this was when the iPhone ten came out. And I, I made a list, like I made a tweet saying 10 reasons why the iPhone 10 isn't worth $1,000. And they were genuine, like I did my research, they were genuine reasons. And I'm just like, the manufacturing costs on this device, I found out was like only 280 bucks. And they're charging you $1,000 for it. So that was reason number one. Yeah. I, I don't recall if that price is accurate now. But um, like I said, like it's way cheaper to produce than what they sell it for. Like they're ripping you off. It doesn't have an aux port. You have to get these accessories. These accessories no longer work with it within two hours. I was blocked by Apple on Twitter. Woo. <laughs> and you, I can guarantee you, you will never receive an Apple product for review again. Or not again. You haven't yet. But yeah, I. Well, the thing is, I. Until I said this on this podcast, this wasn't tied up with my current branding at all but i don't care Ooh. well dude, i don't care i as a company i do not i'll say it out loud as a company i don't like apple i think they overcharge by a lot for their products 
mm-hmm. and they want to lock you into their ecosystem and they purposely slowed down their phones to make people want to upgrade. Yes. And that was true. Like I do not like Apple. It's ironic Speaking because I have an which, iPhone, but like. <laughs> so whenever the um, AirPod Pros 2 came out, um, they actually did a firmware update like an involuntary one. You didn't even know that it was coming, but they did a firmware update that nerfed the noise cancellation on the first gen mm-hmm. AirPod Pros. Mm-hmm. Why? Now my right one doesn't even work. Just so oh, you buy people, new ones. Just well, so, so you people buy the were getting generation. hurt. Well, no, it was also, I heard it was because people like had the noise canceling and they couldn't hear their surroundings in no, public. No, because the second generation is even better. Second generation AirPod Pros have even better noise cancellation, especially <clears throat> whenever you compare them to your old ones that you still have on your nightstand. Because whenever you just put one in, like, you know, put both of your old ones in, oh, you know, I can still hear a bunch. Put your new ones in, oh, that's a lot better. Yeah, and they purposely they changed the, it. Yeah. Did I they get sued for that, that too? Because they got sued for slowing the phones down. But the thing is, they have so much money, they don't care. They're all like, no. $1 billion lawsuit? Okay, we're a trillion dollar company. We'll make that yeah. back in two months. <laughs> for, they make more money from forcing people to buy new stuff than they do from the lawsuits. Like, they yeah, overall, it's a profit. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. I liked, okay, yeah. I will say, Allegedly. I liked <laughs> Apple when Steve Jobs was around. Steve Jobs era Apple was significantly better than Tim Cook era Apple. Because Steve Jobs would not have purposely slowed down his phones. Sleep, like I almost call him Sleeve Jobs. Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs would, not, like he wouldn't do these things because he was like, he was the founder of Apple, right? And Apple was like his thing. And like it's so weird about how you were talking about how you can't game on Macs. Did you know the first time Halo was ever shown off to the world was at Mac World Expo in two thousand? Uh, huh. like it was supposed 2000. to be a Mac exclusive. It was supposed to be a Mac. Ex- Exclusive. Weird. I did not. Halo know was almost an RTS, a third-person real-time strategy game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and look at Halo Wars now. Yeah, I haven't played the Halo Wars games, but I've heard they're good. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But like you're mentioning, like uh, t- um, Steve Jobs would sleeve jobs, sleeve <laughs> sleeve jobs. Um, <laughs> he wouldn't be a fan of modern Apple. Steve Wozniak is definitely not a fan of apple yeah like he and he's one i've he's seen the interviews with him. of apple like mm-hmm. he, he hates modern apple mm. he hates what his company's become yeah and that is like, incredibly sad they have like apple has done cool things like they completely modernized the tablet like it took android tablets a long time to catch up with the ipad and they're pretty comparable now but you know, if you were having to choose between an iPad 2 or a crappy Android tablet that couldn't hold a charge and barely did anything, like, you would probably mm-hmm. choose the iPad 2. But, yeah. like, iPads and Android tablets now are pretty comparable. And, like, Samsung makes, like, I used to have a Samsung Galaxy Gear watch. And uh, I used to have a Note 9. And I liked the Note phones because I have giant hands. And so the Note phones were, like, good for me because, like, this is a 13 Pro Max right here. Like this is the biggest iPhone you could get last time, and it you just make it looks... look tiny. Oh, here's an yeah. Xbox controller. Like, <laughs> see, that, <laughs> what the? Whenever you, whenever you said that, I just all I think of is that scene in Deadpool one, whenever he's regrowing like the bottom half of his arm, and Dude, that his blind was... roommate is like, "What are you gonna, what are you gonna do with that, with that small hand while it regrows?" He's like, "I don't know, but you don't want to be in the same room whenever I do it." 
and, he, and she's like, oh my God. She's, he's like, spoiler alert, it feels huge. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, like when I worked at Walmart, I had to have like, so I worked in the frozen section and they give you gloves. Their biggest pair of gloves didn't fit me. So they had us like special order my gloves so I could work in the freezer and my hands wouldn't get too cold. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, no, he understands. You completely get it, man. <laughs> like, yep. And this is I, the elite one. Oh, that's the elite? Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, man, my hand basically, so I can cover like, almost okay, the let's... entirety of the whole controller with my hand. Yeah, like, spreading my hand, it looks like, like, I. You know. No, and like I, I went to Academy. If do you guys have Academy Sports and Outdoors in the UK, or is that just like an American thing? I've not heard of it, but maybe we do. Okay, well, in traditional American fashion, you can buy clothes, you can buy drinks, fishing supplies, and guns there. It's a mm. wonderful store. And so, um, I went to look at some firearms, and then I, I was there, and it was like winter. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna go see what the. Uh, what slippers they have in stock because like it's winter and I want to have like slippers just to wear around the house if it gets cold or whatever. And um, I'm just like, Hey, yeah. Do you have any size 15s? And the lady looks at me, looks at my feet, looks at me, looks at my feet, looks at me and just goes, no, (laughs) 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 no, we don't. And this is size 15 men's. Like I have the curse of the Bigfoot. It's awful. Oh my god, 13. that's a size 14 here. <laughs> I've never seen shoes that big. I, I struggle 13s. to find size 11s for my partner. Yeah, struggle. yeah, I have to buy my shoes online from Nike's website and they get shipped to me and they're expensive. <laughs> they really to be fair, I'm the, I'm the same way because I'm a size 2, so it goes the other way around. I can never find <laughs> shoes my size. Wait, you're a size 2? Yeah, I fall but- over. They're disproportionate. <laughs> Okay, I don't so like the stun Look at the, what about this freak over here? What about <laughs> me? No, hold on. So, like, for fear of being on wiki feet, like, because <laughs> that's a thing. Do you have like a like a shoe in your hand? Like, I'm I'm so curious to know what a size two shoe looks like. I don't have one with me, but we can arrange this. <laughs> Look, it's we're not like putting si- feet on this podcast. I'm <laughs> I mean, drawn to like that we're not, that not kind putting- of show. <laughs> the line is drawn, Caitlin. You'd make a lot of money though. I'm just like, that's a lot of feed for your buck, you know. <laughs> oh man, how did we get oh, from VR to foot finder? <laughs> I also I know we're going back a bit, but I'm also I wanna point out, like, is it really uncool that we all just immediately had an xbox controller to hand (laughs) (laughs) i mean we're all at our desks in front of our computers like here's an xbox controller i don't care we're gamers this is definitely the pot the the uh parkour podcast we've jumped from topic to topic (laughs) and then back and forth like so many times it's conversational whiplash (laughs) oh god yes that it's like we have it's almost like the video intro yeah <laughs> like uh have i shown you the the title card for the podcast perry no so the title card um i was playing beam ng uh it's a simulation like driving game right and i was going 220 miles an hour down the interstate and i just i wonder what would happen if i crash into this telephone pole and so it just smashes into it 
and um, it, I got it to line up with the last note of the jingle, like just perfectly. Mm. And my justification is just completely. I mean, this is kind of a you know train wreck of a podcast, so might as well <laughs> just have a car crash in the, in the beginning. Like three hundred and fifty-four kilometers per hour, by the way. Like that's oh my fast. gosh, consistent branding. We like yeah, that. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's going to change, but it, we, we needed something. <laughs> I figure yeah. while we're finding our identity, we might as well be you know identifying with a car crash. Yeah, and I'm going to circle way back to the PlayStation VR and Resident Evil talk real quick. Did you know you, oh, could, play our, you could play Resident <laughs> Evil in VR on PlayStation VR? Yes. Like Resident Evil Village, I think. You the one with the, the tall lady uh, or whatever yeah, that everybody was obsessed with. Because that um, that's my plan, to play some VR. Resident wait, Evil. So, please and tell it's on me. PC? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. The... The the VR version, I believe, is only um, PlayStation exclusive. Oh, so I might be PSVR wrong about this. exclusive. I might be thinking of something else then. But Perry, I'm excited for nothing. If if Sorry. you were to play, uh, if you were to play the VR version of it on PC, if for somehow somebody made a mod that made it VR compatible, mm. I know Ryan would do it. I, I could definitely see Ryan downloading exactly the fly slaughter mod. <laughs> Please tell me you've seen that video. Where the, the person goes up behind Lady Dimitri or whatever her name is and just smack, smack or whatever. <laughs> so they, they, they change the knife into a fly swatter and then they sneak up behind uh, Lady D and just smack her. By the, I'm not surprised. Behind. I'm not surprised at all. Of course the they did. The first thing that I saw Man. about Resident Evil Village was this cartoon of this guy like I and he just points at her and he goes, "Go big lady." <laughs> that was the whole video. He's like, "Big lady." Man, they. Oh, oh man, I don't know what it is about like people or even modders in video games just like over sexualizing women in video games. You know, I the never first, understood it. One of the first mods that they made for Hogwarts Legacy was to put. Professor Garlic, very sexy teacher in lingerie. <laughs> Why? Dude, I, I saw I so many TikToks of people just going like hard over Professor Garlic. Yeah. I think her name is so stupid though. Like I could yeah. not take her name seriously. Like, she teaches you how to grow garlic. Like, come on. What, what else? Like, would you I, I understand the joke. I just think the joke's dumb. It could be worse. I mean, in Death Stranding, die hard man. <laughs> I guess that's true. That's like naming all your of the dog names dog. inside of Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, Perry, you didn't know that. No, is Hideo, that his name? Die Hard Hid Man. Hideo Kojima cannot <clears throat> write character names to save his life. There's a there's a, a doctor named Hartman. Oh dear. <laughs> because oh, he no. stops his heart to to travel the the world behind. Oh god! And then it ha it automatically just like defibs him so he can come back. <laughs> His name is Hartman because he can stop <laughs> his heart and restart it. Well, now we have ChatGPT to come up with names for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's but how we got at our this name. Point, yeah. <laughs> right. At this point, though, it's he's been doing this for 20 years. So, like... It's part of the charm with his yeah. games. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. It's yeah. kind of, like, on point with his branding. But speaking but, of something... Oh, oh, well, do you want to say one more quick. thing? Okay, okay. Yeah. Speaking of like the over-sexualization of video game characters and the 
weird mod scene that people have just completely gone off the rails with. Skyrim. So, you're right. My <laughs> friend Steve, um, he calls me his uh, heterosexual life partner. Like, he he's like as gay as can be. It's it's fantastic. He's a wonderful dude. Um, loves loves Resident Evil and um, Tomb Raider. So he came over one day and he had never played um, PC games with mods. So one of the first things he asks me to do is download mods for Resident Evil 3. What's the first thing he asks for? A nude mod for Carlos and for Jill. So I was like, fine, let's look, let's look through them. One of the first ones we find... I shit you not has Jill Valentine in like completely nude with like triple H size <gasps> and then a 12 inch, you know, right. I mean, wouldn't that why be not have You both? got airbags built in, <laughs> <laughs> but like, <sighs> now the, uh, Skyrim modding scene is and I'm actually going to use this to transition into the next topic because I think it's just it's funny that like Bethesda games their modding community is what helps the game survive like people are still playing Skyrim I'm playing Skyrim with over a thousand mods not a single mod that I have does this stuff but well the reason why is because they're the only ones that'll fix the game (laughs) well yeah but then also um, there's like straight up like NSFW full nudity like you can basically turn Skyrim into an adults only game is what I'll say Mm. and it's just I don't understand how you go from fighting dragons to bad dragon it makes no sense to me (laughs) I'm just saying the the best mod ever for Skyrim was turning the dragons (laughs) into Thomas the the (laughs) choo-choo yeah that was incredible and it's in the opening scene as well Mm -hmm. it's like this massive dramatic thing in the opening scene do you guys know Donkey like video game Donkey I've heard of him. Okay, so he he has this scene where he was playing modded uh, modded Skyrim, and he's like, you know what? So is that a crab wearing a top hat and a monocle? Come on, Master Chief, let's get the heck out of here! It's like Master Chief and a crab wearing a top hat and a monocle all on the same screen, and then there's just like a Thomas the Tank Engine flying overhead in the distance. But um, the reason I'm talking about Skyrim is um, Bethesda's been working on another game that's coming out this year. And it's Starfield. And I am so unbelievably hyped up for this game because it's going to be answering some questions that everybody has. Like, what is the meaning of life? Why are we here? Where did we come from? What is the point of this all? Like, those are the questions that they're going to answer in Starfield. So you seem seem to remind me of the same crowd that said the same thing about Cyberpunk 2077 and got supremely upset whenever it failed to answer all. All of those questions. (laughs) Well, I didn't know that Cyberpunk was trying to answer those questions. And I personally didn't have any problems with Cyberpunk at launch. I enjoyed the game, but I was also playing on a PC with a 3090. Most people were playing on PS4. So Mm. the game should never have come out on last-gen consoles. Ever. Should not have happened. But that's besides the point. My point with Starfield is... I very much love sci-fi and there aren't that many like good modern space games. Everybody's obsessed with like modern combat or like World War II and all that stuff. But there hasn't been like a good sci-fi game and No Man's Sky was fun, but all you did was just like explore. That's all that was in No Man's Sky really. It's just like flying around, which is really cool. And you can play No Man's Sky in VR as well, which is awesome. 
but Starfield is like a Bethesda game, which means it's going to have like a good story and it's going to have like interesting characters and roleplay elements and all this stuff. And I'm just really excited about it because like as much, as much as people clown on Bethesda, Skyrim, Oblivion, Morrowind, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4. They made Mm -hmm. one mistake with Fallout 76, and everybody's like, I don't trust Bethesda anymore. I'm just like, okay. Uh, But But it was was one mistake. But it was that, and then the constant re-release upon re-release upon re-release of Skyrim. It's like, hey, do you want to play more Skyrim? Play it on your Amazon Alexa. Grand Theft Auto Five is on the Xbox 360. Grand Theft Auto Five is on the X or the PS3. It was on the PS4, PS5. But look at Xbox it. One, Xbox Series X. Skyrim's <laughs> still on more platforms. I mean, yeah, because you can't play GTA. Well, well, you can play the GTA the Trilogy, the Definitive Edition. So those three games are just playable five. on the We're PS2. Just talking about five. Okay. But no, I'm not talking about five anymore. I'm talking about the definitive edition. So you can play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on the Xbox original, the PlayStation 2, the Xbox 360, the PlayStation 3, the Xbox One, the PlayStation 4, the Xbox Series X, the Xbox Series S, the the PS5. The series and the one is the same platform. Okay, but like like you can also play it on the Switch and you can play it on mobile. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go home. The parents are fighting. No, but like daddy people are just like, but Skyrim this. came out on everything. I'm like, okay, but what about all these other games that also have been re-released? It's not like Skyrim's the one who gets clowned on, but it's not just Skyrim is my point here. But um, I think it's just the amount of times. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the difference between Skyrim is like Skyrim was actually like remade a couple of times as well. There was special edition, but there was like the original version of Skyrim, which came out on the Xbox 360, and then there was Skyrim Special Edition, which was like the next gen update, and then, and then there was Anniversary Edition. edition. The very special. <laughs> yeah, but um, look, I like Bethesda games a lot, and Starfield is going to be a Bethesda game, which I like, and a space game, which I really like, and I'm just excited about it. And I think people are upset that it got delayed, but I think Bethesda's really trying to mm. not be bug Thesda with the release yes. of this game. And if we've learned anything from Cyberpunk or Battlefield 5, that's I'd rather wait for a game yeah. than it released exactly. early. Yeah. And like they could release it now. And honestly, if it was EA doing this, they would have released it now. But <laughs> Microsoft is going all in on Starfield to be their big IP. Starfield, yeah. like there have been Xbox Series Xboxes printed with Starfield branding on the back of it. Wow, which means it's not Master Chief anymore. It's Starfield. So they're so they are going the all IP. in. This is going to be the IP, the thing to play on Xbox. But I have a PC, so I don't really care about playing it on Xbox. But it's going to be the game. And I mean, I'm just to, on the bright side, you do finally have a working Xbox. You found one at the dumpster. But I mean, yeah. that's an Xbox One though. I also have a Series S. As well that I got oh, sent oh. to me to but you can't put you can't put discs in a Series X now, can you, Ryan? Or a Series well, S, not the X. game's going to be on Game Pass. So that's another good thing about Starfield. Like if people are skeptical about it, it's going to be on what's that? Space? Yeah, it's free if you've already got it. So fantastic, <laughs> yeah. why not? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just really excited about it, and I think the delays are good because like 
everybody gives crap to Bethesda for having bugs in their games, but like we saw Battlefield 2042, Halo Infinite, No Man's Sky, Cyberpunk 2077, Fallout 76, Fallout 76 is Bethesda, but um, I think they're really trying to not do that this time, and I think they're trying to make something mm-hmm. good and something impressive, and I'm I'm excited about Starfield. You're making me I'm... excited a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going into sales for this reason. <laughs> like I'm, I'm good at hyping things up. <laughs> the one thing I'm really upset about, though, is that the the sequel to Hellblade won't be coming out for a little while. Yeah, no, Microsoft is in just a weird spot because all of their games that they say that we're going to come out like in six months, all these games are like a year. We're going to have all these games by summer 2023. Forza delayed. Uh, Starfield delayed. And there was a couple other ones like where the heck is uh, that Obsidian Entertainment, that Avowed game? Where, where is Avowed? Where is the new oh, Fable? Yeah. Mm. Like Avowed looked interesting because it's made by the same people who made uh, The Outer Worlds and um, Fallout New Ooh. Vegas, but it's their Ooh. take on the Skyrim like thing. Ooh, yeah. that sounds great. I'm excited, but it's yeah. just it disappeared. They announced it in like 2019 and haven't said anything since. <laughs> I yeah, heard I ex- the. Uh... Uh, what's it called? The Spacer's Choice edition of <laughs> um, Outer Worlds did not do so well. I didn't like Outer Worlds that much, to be honest. It was, it was kind of eh. That's interesting. I've only ever heard rave reviews about it. I thought it was like they. This is the same company that made Oblivion and not Oblivion, uh, New Vegas. And compared to yeah. New Vegas, it's just kind of bland. Hmm. I don't know. That's my opinion, though. I mean, I like the, um, the art style. The kind cool. of uh, what's the representation of capitalism? Because, like, <laughs> yeah, you you owe your life, like you you and your kid, your kids will inherit it, your debt, and like it it shows. I, I like it, it takes the the like. I'm trying to think of the word, the underlying like message of fallout. Like it's all like anti-capitalist and Mm. like what can happen if like, you know, you go too far down the road and um, it it, it takes that and like ramps it up to 50, (laughs) you know? Yeah. No, but it's like you belong to a brand. You don't belong to like a, a city or a, family or a group of people you belong to a a company and a brand reminds me of like cyberpunk as well had messages like that in its game like the mega corporations were basically the ones in charge of everything and the government really couldn't do much about anything at all yeah it it reminds me of idiocracy have you guys ever seen that movie i haven't brondo it has what plants crave it has electrolytes watering it with gatorade yeah it's <laughs> they're funny. watering all of the wait ryan you haven't seen that no i haven't heard of it so they're they're uh they're having a food shortage because they can't get crops to grow and it, it they start to realize that hey you idiots it's because you're watering your plants with gatorade because but it has electrolytes it has electrolytes it has what plants crave because they allowed a company to buy out the uh uh oh, what's it called um the fda so mm. brondo owns the fda so they were able to change <sighs> the guidelines for health 
And so they were able to say, well, hey, you should use Brondo because it'll it'll help the plants grow because it has what they crave. Yeah. As electric. It's like the FDA already does a great job when we look at products in America and products in the UK or whatever, the differences and how much crap we yeah. have in ours. And the thing, I mean, like, yeah. as an American citizen, we don't have a choice. We just kind of, we kind of, we have to deal with it. There's no other way to, right. <laughs> like, it's this is like, oh, insane. this, this chip that exists in the UK that also exists in America has 37 other cancer causing, like, carcinogenic um, preservatives in it, but too bad. You know, a lot of your a lot of your drugs they're not only just banned here, but you can actually uh, get imprisoned for them in Qatar if you took them over. Just if you had them on you at the airport, like Tylenol. You can, you can go to yeah. Or well, Advil? maybe I don't know. I don't know about no, those. No, she said Qatar, Q A T A R, Qatar, the city, Qatar. Yeah, but I'm talking about like she said drugs, oh, like were... Tylenol, like. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know about yeah. specific ones, but it is over-the-counter, like, normal brands. I think Adderall was one of them. I don't know if that's over-the-counter, but Adderall, Adderall was not. one of them. No. <laughs> legal. Adderall is legal speed. It's like methamphetamines. It's like, Yeah, for ADHD, you know. usually, right? Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. I, I still don't understand how, if you're hyperactive, how giving you speed slows you down. I thought... Like, I, I don't get I how the ADHD brain does was that. hyperactive deficit. ADHD is interesting. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. It's categorized by just a lack of executive function. So you can't organize things and you can't put things in perspective and you lose sense of time and stuff. So it's yeah. not necessarily that you're always hyperactive. Sometimes it's the opposite of that. And the way that the drug is, is it binds to certain receptors and stops other things from forming. So it balances it all out basically. Not but it, you know, it, is it, sound, it seems counterproductive. Yeah, so I uh, I used to volunteer at a camp every summer for kids with epilepsy, and along with epilepsy comes like a bunch of other things like ADD and ADHD. And like I would see these kids in the morning when they first woke up, and they were like all over the place. And then mm -hmm. we get to the uh, the med building, and then they take their medicine, and then they're like completely chilled out. Like they're they're still you know full of energy because they're kids, but they're not like hyperactive crazy. Yeah. And it's just it's weird because like there there are some people who are just like, should we be just drugging these children like i understand drug that like children. you need medicine to like well drug some the of the children, medicine does good right drug the children <laughs> <laughs> well some some of the medicine does good right like medicine that helps stop seizures like i'm all for that yeah. that's good like well, it's just, crazy and like some of these uh people wear this thing I, I can't remember exactly what it's called but it's like you have like a little magnet next to your heart that's like wired up into your brain and like whenever somebody has a seizure, you can swipe a magnet across that thing and it like sends an electrical signal or something up to the brain and like stops it. I've never heard of that. That's fascinating. Yeah. No, oh I can, uh, I don't remember what it's called. It'll come back to me. And when it does, I'll send you on Discord like a link to what it Thank is. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'd love but that. Um, I can't remember what it's called. There That's are exciting. some wonderful medicines though, like, uh, like insulin and how it costs like $300 a vial here and. 20 bucks every, in every other country yeah no uh wasn't there some like crash with insulin that happened where like so, with twitter blue or whatever somebody said the price insulin's <laughs> now free and that company's stocks just tanked right oh so, my god i remember fact, that they actually changed course and they capped the the company itself capped the insulin price at 35 dollars a vial after that they realized that everyone's really upset with how much insulin is so we hear your concerns so we're gonna cap it as if they didn't know mm. 
it was already a problem. Well, at least they capped it. Wait, so insulin's not three hundred bucks? Like it's it's thirty ish now? It's thirty five dollars a vial now from Eli Lilly and Co. The one that. So basically, what you're saying is that if we're pissed off at a company, we just need to mess with their stocks if they're publicly traded, and then when we get what we want. Yes, basically. Yeah. All right, play the game. The whole GameStop scuffle. That was quite fun. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Since this is the parkour podcast. Speaking of GameStop kerfuffles, um, I'm so excited to hear your link. <laughs> Resident Evil 4's Collector's Edition. People bought the shit out of it. Oh. They sold out in a day all and of the Collector's Edition. You? It was a GameStop. No, that's three. Okay. Four's, um, it lasted a day. A couple days ago. They started calling customers who pre-ordered it, canceled everyone's across the board. No. Everyone's. P- entire stores quit over it. Because wow. the stores were the ones that had to call customers and get chewed out because corporate decided to over like there's no official like, hey, we oversold the game, so we we have to cancel X amount of them. No, they canceled all. From all the reports that people are finding, they've canceled the majority of them. That makes sense. So online orders. At first, they were prioritizing online orders. So anybody who bought it in store was SOL. Mm. But then they started canceling online orders. And yeah. I'm surprised GameStop doesn't just go full online shipping. Because like I went to a GameStop recently that's in my town. And there was like one person working there. And it was a lady who was like helping the one other customer that was also in the store. Like I remember when GameStops would have like five staff members and like there was multiple cash registers open and now it's just like one person and the store is mainly empty. There's maybe one person other than you in the store. That's it. (laughs) I can tell you why they don't. Hmm. So um, I was there right as they were beginning to make the transition. So... Um, you've heard of this wonderful thing called Amazon drop shipping. Yeah. Same shit. Every single one of these stores are hubs. If you have, let's say, let's say somebody orders, um, no man's sky and the, the closest store has it. They're going to ship it from that store. They are now a warehouse. Mm. This, they, somebody orders this collectible. A store, not the closest store to the person, but a store like a state over has that collectible and it's closer than the warehouse. That store ships it. The the warehouse will ship them another one later if they feel like it. I thought drop shipping is where you bought products super cheap from China, had them shipped to the US and then sold them at a higher like price on Amazon. No, that's I've just actually business. looked into doing that. <laughs> no, that's just business. Um, well, it, it sounds bad that I've looked into doing that, but like that's how the majority of products on Amazon are drop shipped, like a good like 50 plus percent. Like if you see like I recently bought these things, I've started making uh like chicken sandwiches and I I like to put like a runny egg on the chicken sandwich just because it's good. And so I bought these things that they're like circles. You put them in the pan and then you can like have your egg cook in a perfect circle. Yeah. So like it fits perfectly on the chicken patty every single time. And I bought those on Amazon and then I just looked them up on AliExpress or like looked them up on uh, CJ Dropshipping and they're like. Okay. So half you the price. right. I am wrong. Yeah. The actual definition of dropshipping 
is the movement of goods from the manufacturer directly to the retailer without going through the usual distribution channels. Yeah. So without a middleman. Yeah. So, so like without selling your item through Walmart, you literally just, you buy it from this company for like a couple cents in China and then you sell it for $10 in the U S. Yeah. So what they, what the stores are doing is essentially they're acting as hubs for the warehouse network and they're expected to um they're expected to keep track of inventory they're expected mm. to uh, market and upsell every purchase they have to to do the you know the pro membership the the warranties and everything like that and take care of every customer answer questions um ship out orders like they're a warehouse yeah. employee and it's generally one to two people a day that are working in that store yeah like when i went to gamestop i went to buy a funny enough xbox controller back to this conversation right and they're just like do you want to become a rewards <laughs> member are you a rewards member do you want this do you want that like i just buy the thing and leave like please <laughs> shut up i don't care about your rewards program for your slowly bleeding company i don't want this stuff but um it's just so crazy to think about the whole drop shipping thing though because like i'm sure you guys have seen on tiktok like while scrolling through like this this product changed my life most people who talk about those things are drop shippers and they're trying to yeah. make their item that they're trying to drop ship go viral because if you have one thing go viral that thing could make you hundred to two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars a month on like sales on Amazon if you make it go viral on TikTok. Mm. So there's a lot of companies or not companies, but people who just like drop ship like five things and they just flood their TikTok account with just posts about those five things. And then people go and buy them if it has a million views and a couple likes and maybe they tell their friends to like comment like hey this is so awesome and they just like influence people right influencers they influence people to go buy the thing and so whenever you see a product being advertised on tiktok that's like not from an actual like brand but it's like a creator saying like oh i found this thing on amazon that like helps me crack my back or whatever like that was probably drop shipped and they're probably trying to make a quick quick profit hmm because I have friends who have been looking into doing this and um, there's a lot of people who do it and a lot of people have one product that like goes gold and they make a lot of money. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Yeah. All you have to do is like set up a Shopify, link it with CJ Dropshipping and then link that with like create an Amazon seller's account. It costs money because like you, you have to buy a website domain and all this stuff and but it is something you could do, but it's also not easy because you are the company. So whenever an order goes through, you have to like stay on top of whether or not it gets refunded. Now, the thing is it skips you when the order is processed and goes, well, no, it goes to you. And then you like send a spreadsheet with orders, details and information to the company that you're using to like ship the product in China. And then they ship the product from China to the U S so you don't have to own a warehouse, right? Cause that's why it's drop shipping, right? So you don't have to own a warehouse with all these products in stock you send all the the buyers information to the company and the company sends it to them but if it's returned it's returned to you which is a little weird Interesting. so like if the if the product fails you're just going to have 3000 boxes of like uh smart spoons i guess just like in your living room that sounds like a product you would have actually smart spoons like yeah. as you dip it in the bowl of soup, it tells you the exact temperature so you don't burn your mouth or whatever. <laughs> Pretty much. 
What? Or it just judges you. Are you sure no, I mean, about that extra? Portion? Are you sure about that extra? Well, yeah. there are uh, smart. <laughs> Why did smart you go and get more? You were yeah. <laughs> you were doing so well. You were losing so Honestly. much weight. Like it, it Dude, just oh my god, this gives me time. an idea. A spoon that insults you while you eat. People would buy yeah. that. <laughs> People would. All right, it's uh, true. quick. Let's let's patent this real quick, guys. <laughs> No, but uh, there are like smart thermoses that tell you the temperature, like if you have soup in it and that's going to be your lunch at work, like it tells you the temperature of the soup. So you know if it's going to be hot or not before you actually open it up and eat it. So that, that's kind of cool. There is, a, there is like a quick way of doing that though. You just open it. Yeah. And then you know. <laughs> like, okay. Hack. <laughs> yeah. Gatorade actually just released a $60 water bottle that talks to your phone and it measures how much water comes out of the nozzle and it'll update your phone it's like hey you haven't drank water for this amount of time you should probably drink x amount of water that's see that's cool clever. but what if you fill it up with alcohol instead of water <laughs> like you haven't had a drink in five minutes cheers buddy you, know, you could say that about a lot of things to be fair what if you filled it with alcohol <laughs> they just assume that you were yeah what if you just ate your uh, smart soup instead of with the spoon it's not a soup it's an alcohol it's just like yeah. a bowl of alcohol it's like that extra portion yeah you eat that up and it's just no like a bowl of vodka it's just a bowl of vodka <laughs> Oh man! Oh god, this has been oh this has been an interesting <laughs> fucking podcast. But, uh, so we are now at an hour and twenty minutes. Oh, so yeah, we let's are, go right. ahead and wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the hardcore parkour drop shipping joystick jockeys, joystick junkies, <laughs> joystick jockeys joins joystick junkies podcast here. Uh, but as always, I am Caleb Boudreaux, the editor-in-chief of an extraordinary life.online, and we have Ryan. I am Ryan, a release radar on YouTube. And Perry. I'm Perry, or Perry Carl, a Twitch streamer. And we are out. Everyone have a good day. <laughs>